Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Friday morning. Mom's nine o'clock. Um, been a long week with the Tishvah and everything, so I didn't get around till now to do something about Tefillah. But since it's the week following Tishvah, and tomorrow is the Tubav, I thought it was Sunday. <coughs> tomorrow is Tubav. Good thing my wife didn't listen. Uh, so I think the appropriate part of the Shemonestre is a Goel Yisrael. Because after Tishvah, you know, you went to Gula. That, that was set up there. Uh, you know, Reino, Vino, and so forth. Now, um, this actually, um, and by the way, this is a Tefillah podcast sponsored by Mishpacha Stepanski. I shouldn't forget that. Now, um, <clears throat> here's the thing. I've always thought, Gull, you throw, if you give it some thought, it's kind of out of order. It's a little bit weird. I'll tell you what I mean. The Geula stuff, comes later in the Shemonastery, correct? Uh, once you start with Hashib Shotenu and the Lamashinim and take care of Al-Tzadikim, V'lirushalayim Erechad, Esemach David, that's a crescendo of a bunch of national prayers for Gula. No? In other words, Hashib Shotenu restored the base Amigdash, restored the Sanhedrin, get rid of the bad people, um, protect the Tzadikim, Rebuild Jerusalem, bring unity among the Jews, bring a Mashiach, bring a Messianic era. Those are national, what are the five or six brachas? Those are national prayers for Gul. I mean, what the heck is Gul if not that? You pray for the end of Gaulus, the Jews should go back, have their own country in Israel, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, with a temple, with the whole business, governed by Mashiach. That's what that is. So that's where Gula... No, let's put it this way. If I were writing Shemun I would either omit the Gula or else put it in there, maybe at the beginning or maybe at the end. That would make sense either way. You put it at the beginning before Hashem Shabtenu. It would be like a general prayer for Gula. And then you get into the specifics. Alternatively, you'd uh, go through all the specifics. And after... By the way, this would be very eloquent. You and you say, Golena Gula Shlemir Laman Shemechel. Now bring the Mashiach and let that be the final end. Because the Gula, in this sense, which can mean many things, but at the very basics, at the most simplistic Maimonidean level, it means the restoration of a from state of Israel, if I can use that term, uh, Mashiach, and all the rest of it. Even the Satma go along. So that's where Gola Yisrael should be. Instead, you stick it very. Incongruously, it seems to me, with the personal stuff. These are personal requests. I want health, I want parnoso, I want das, help me out in learning. These are all these are all about um, you know, personal things in your life. So what's that is the geula. You see what I'm saying? What's with the geula?
That's a national thing. If you look in the classic place, in the Gemara, it's no help. Because clearly the Gemara, that famous Gemara in Megillah, which tries to explain the order, is working backwards. It's pretty artificial, seems to me. Right? Um, and the Gemara itself is wondering, why is Gol Yisrael there? Right? Why is it seven? So, Maro, Lomar, Gula, Bashmias. Why is it there? After Slachlanu. And Amarova, Mitosh, Asin, Legol, Bashmias. Vikol, Bashmias. So, that's basically Robert's saying like this. You're right. It shouldn't be there, according to the internal logic. It should be, as I said before, with later stuff. However, whoever wrote the Shemonestri had a separate Cheshvan. Right? Unless you know that Bryce, that you never think of that Cheshvan. Almost, almost like a Kabbalistic one. And that is, you want to put it as number seven for good luck. Because the Gula is going to come in the seventh year of something or other. So, you know, there, you put Reinov Yoninu there. Rashi famously says, this is all in 17B in Megillah. I'm sure you've seen it. Mitosh Asin Legal B'Shviyas. Rashi says, Shavua Sheben David Bo, Cholot Mishar Shonen. The final seven years of the Messianic era, I'm sorry, of the apocalyptic era, when the Mashiach is going to come, preceded by World War Three and all that other stuff, Cholot Mishar Shonen. You know, it's, it has its own characteristics. And he quotes from the Gemara in, in uh, Chelek, Rashi does, in Sanhedrin, Shonari Shonarov, Velorov. You know, in other words, the last seven years, if it's years, now who the heck knows, maybe seven weeks. Pashish, I was talking about years. So, it'll be famine and wars and this and that and the other. But Motzeshvi is, and Right? And when it's all over, once the wars and everything is over, as terrible as they'll be, then the Mashiach will come. That's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. So here the Gemara Megillah quotes the same thing. Because in the scheme of things, Ben David, or the Geula, I should say, is going to come, and Shvi is to find. So the Gemara says, Mashiach is actually coming in the eighth year. So it'll be seven bad years, if I can use that terminology, of violence and catastrophe and this and that and the other. Holocaust, as we would say today. When it's all over and the dust is settled and all those who are dead are dead and this and that and the other, but Mashiach is at the beginning of the eighth year, then Ben Dovibo. Right? So in that case, they're saying you should put Gaul Yisrael as number eight. That's number seven. So according to this, to be Mamash, you have the same problem. Just like it's weird to have Gaul Yisrael after Slachlan, it would be equally weird to have it after Aflainu. But you say, okay, it's weird from in terms of internal cohesion. As I said before, it wouldn't be a good idea from an English comp point of view, rhetorical point of view, but because we want to hammer home to the worshiper to keep in mind 
the Mamash Mashiach could come at any time. And you want to remember what people don't remember. <laughs> if the Gemara is correct, then what they're saying is, we put this as number seven every day when you daven, you think back to that Gemara and uh, Chalik. You understand? Here, hold on for one second. Okay, <clears throat> I just pulled out a Gemara Sanhedrin. It's basically, I mean, this is the funny part about this. If this Bryce is correct, then you were not thinking to what you're supposed to think. If you go by the original Chazal interpretation, when you get to Reino Vionyenu. Because it's based on the following sort of messianic predictions. In the Sanhedrin uh, 97.8, Sari the final seven years of Mashiach time, when the Mashiach will come, there's a certain scheme. Shana Rishonam, Imtarti Alaritzechos, well, Irachas Lamtia. You have a problem with rain, right? You'll be a problem with rain, okay? Um, which means there'll be, um, you know, as Rashi says, Rav Mokum Zeh, so Mokum Zeh. There'll be uneven agriculture. Some place there'll be good rain and uh, food, and other place not. It'll be unusual. Instead of Israel having the same weather, some place yes, some no. Shania, the second of those seven years, you start to have here and there some bad famine. Shalishin. So if you see a food shortage, now this sounds a little bit like the global warming, but leave that aside. Shalisha is Rav Gadol. The third of those seven years will be a big famine. Be a lot of good people that die from the famine. But Tarmushtachis Milamdel. And the Torah will be forgotten. I guess cause of the famine. There will be no learning. Mishach is meant to be forgotten. You know, you've heard these stories. These guys ran away, Altamir, whatever. Um, when the train's running away from Hitler, went through Siberia and he got sick and was so sick that the guy totally forgot everything he, he knew. Me, myself, and I, back in 1990 or 91, I was much younger. I had a diverticulitis. And the long and the short of it is I got very weak and had to have operations and all that. And I just remember at one point I was so um, sick. Just before I had the operation in the hospital, I was young. That um, I was in bad shape. Rabbi Weisbord from the Israel came to visit me for the operation. Barrel Weisbord. And the point's like this. He said, you want to, we can dive Mincha now or something like that. You know, before the operation. I couldn't remember the words. I could remember Ashrei Yoshe. I couldn't remember the rest of the sentence. He had to, I remember, he davened for me. You know, you can do that, right? If I'm standing there and you say the words and I say, I mean, that counts. I simply had so weak that you, you know, your, your memory doesn't work. And I have usually a pretty good memory. I'm a historian. I couldn't finish Asha Yoshi. I couldn't remember the next word. So that's what it says. Because of the famine. Barvius, so vain the sovo. The fourth of those seven years, the beginning of recovery, a little bit of a sova vain the sova, a little bit of recovery. Bechamisha sova gadol. By the fifth year, to be a complete food recovery. Ochlin Bashosin Usmechen. But term Chazer Slomdel, people remember. As I did now, I know it has a ashray. And then Bashishis comes Kolos. 
it's not clear what these mean. Rashi said it could mean Kol Shem the, the beginnings of the beginnings of the coming of the Messiah. You know, the first sound, whatever that means. Bashviyas Muhammad. Now, why? So it sounds like the Mashiach will come. No, that's not true. The Kolos will come. Rashi says another shot. Kol Shem Adkiyah Shofar. They'll be blowing on the great shofar. In other words, there'll be a, a kibbutz galias of some sort or another. And then Meshviyas and Muhammad, and the seventh year will be Muhammad's Bain Ovdi Kachamli Yisrael. This is what you say, Re'ein Ovi Aninu, number seven. So it sounds like, out of order, he should come and then lead everybody in the battle, but leave it as it may. Now's not the time to analyze this. So based on this, you, the worshiper, and I, every day, when we say Reino Vienu, we say, oh, this is number seven. Oh, that reminds me of that price I just read. Shana Rishon will be like this. Shana Shni will be like that. Shana Shalisha will be like that. It's sort of, sort of, sort of memorize the price. Nobody does that. Right? It's just right, kind of weird. And the Gemara goes on to say that, anyway, the Mashiach comes at the end, in the eighth year. And the Gemara answers, Milchama Nami Yaschalta de Gulahi. The beginning of the messianic process is the Mechama. Right? The beginning. So in other words, the war is the is the uh, phenomenon that's going to culminate the coming Mashiach. If you use the classic Daniel model, it means there'll be a big war. We will lose. The Jews will lose. Then there'll be divine intervention. And then the Mashiach will show up somehow or other and lead us to final victory. Something like that. As the Ramam said, we don't know exactly. Something like that. So why do you have a number seven? So they say, well, you know, it's the beginning of the Gula. Now Rashi says something very interesting over here. That's the reason I'm taking the trouble to read all this with you. Right? Rashi says, <clears throat> So Rashi bothered by what I was bothered by. Actually, when you say Reino Vianyenu, it's in the wrong place. If it's really talking about Gaul in the classic sense that we just talked about, World War III, the Jews getting back to country, Mashiach coming, and so forth and so on, it should be later, after Hashiba Shoftenu and all those other things. So what is it? Ah, that's a good word. I would even modify it. Rashi saying, when we say Gula Shlemit, you mean like this, save us from Hitler right now. Save us from the, uh, you know, Iran, the uh, uh, Hezbollah, and so forth, you know, Hamas and all that junk, right? Save us from contempt. So when you dominate every day, save us from current anti-Semitism, basically. That's how Rashi says it. What about Mashiach? That's later. That's when you get to Hashim Shabtenu, Semach David, and all the rest of it. When you pray every day for a national Gula, in the, in the broad sense of a final gula, messianic gula, bring an end to time. But at the moment, I got to worry about the Hezbollah. <coughs> if I'm the Israeli army, I got to worry about the Hamas. If I'm living in America, I got to worry about terrorism, anti Semitism, and so on and so forth. So, Yigalenim at Soros, Habos Alenu Tommy, that's how Rashi says it. And he says what I just told you. Levad Megulazil. 
The national stuff comes later in the Shem But since it's a gula, so they put it in Shviz. This is very dochik. You understand what it means? Really, Gol Yisrael is like a national type thing. But it's in the wrong place. And they were so into this shtick of putting it as number seven, so we remember the Mashiach comes, so the war started number seven, they want to put him here in, even though it's out of place. Since it's out of place, so, in other words, it has the name Gula, so you put it there, but we reinterpret it to refer to anti-Semitism currently and not to the World War III and Mashiach time. That's a Rube Goldberg system. And that's because they're working backwards. I think, now, I could totally be wrong. I'm going to play Bible critic or a Shemonestri critic. The original Shemonestri, this is a good question. The original Shemonestri, did it look like we have it today? Well, it depends when it was written. Well, let me put it this way. The Rambab says the original version from Ezra's time. Okay. So obviously, and Zevin, by the way, I forget where, and Corbin, I remember, talks about this. Uh, today I'm being a little historical, but I can't help it. It's, it's a funny kind of bracha. Um, when they had the original Shemun Esri, right? Um, so, uh, they didn't have Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, and Toshub. They already were in Jerusalem. Correct? They already had a Sanhedrin. They didn't have to say, you know, they already had that. So then they knew Shukhotzim Brachim. Shukhotzim Brachim, they had a base of English. They had a Shkina. As the Gemara says later on, at the end of Shkina, I mean, they had a Shkina. So there's no question, right, that the original Shimon Esrei was different. It was overhauled somehow or other after destruction of Basimish, right? Right? I'm not saying everything was removed. Very likely, the beginning, Elohim, Avram, and so forth, and Machai Mesim, was from the original. Why wouldn't it be? Right? And when you say, Sim Shalom Aleinu, I mean, why wouldn't it be? But the middle stuff. So what replaced? What was there originally to make up? Brachas, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever it is, from the 18. I'm talking about before there was Lama Shim, so let's say it was 18. That's just an interesting question I'm raising. Um, I don't know. Now, maybe you get a little bit of an idea when you read, you know, in the Piyutim, when we, uh, when Yom Kippur, they had all these brachas, you know, for Nancy Sharon and the farmers. You know, remember after, um, hey, after the Amitz Koach, after recitation of the temple ceremony, you have all those endless piyutin. They're not bad. And it says the Kohen God would bless this, or bless that. Lo shchuna, lo shchufa, whatever it is. That's fine. That's fine. The point is, it was different. And then, after destruction based on Mikdush, changes had to be introduced. Now you want to be uh, now you want to be and so forth. So an executive committee was assembled. The Sanhedrin had at that time. 
Shmuel Akan, whoever it was, and um, they overhauled the Shemonesri. In fact, they had so much new material, they had to add a 19th. So I don't know exactly what they got rid of, but we never will, but we, we can only guess. We have what we have now. As I said before, they probably gutted the middle and replaced it with futuristic prayers, you know, about a, a Mashiach time. But some of the original material they still kept. I think, I don't know, I think that Reino Vionienu is from that original. And they did have a base in Megdash and all the rest of it, but it wasn't a ghoulish lemo. Because you say Reino Vionienu, it fits very well for Baishane period. At the time of Ezra and Chemi, for example, they themselves in the book of Ezra and Chemi are complaining we we're still slaves to the Persians. We're lucky that through court intrigue and Purim and all that business, we got permission to rebuild the base. It's a close call. Later on, they're under the Greeks. Later on, they're under the Romans. So yes, we had our own country, sort of. The Jews were in Israel. They had a temple, etc. But it was a very complex situation. Just think, if you're under the Romans, before the Chorim Beis Amish, it was a tough time. A lot of tension. A lot of things got out of hand. Massacres and this and that and the other. Just read Josephus. So we totally see, if I were from Jew, see our affliction and fight our fights, but we can't fight the Roman Empire or whoever it was. You God, you do it. Or some variation of that. So as long as we're under this other Geisha thing, it's a bad news. All right? So, it's a chil Hashem. Consider well, for example, in the Roman times, they had that eagle standing next to the temple, the Antonia Fortress. I mean, there was a base on Megish, but it was under Bizionis, which is what led to the revolt. Now, the revolt was a mistake from a military point of view. I get that. But you can totally hear, like, this is a chil Hashem shen kamo, a chilul Hashem. This is why you say in the prayer, Redeem us, Laman Shmecha. Why say Laman Shmecha? Just say, Golena Mehera. It's the Chil Hashem aspect. Uh, it is, by the way, innocuous. It just calls for a Geula. So it doesn't say, you know, what the Geula. You don't say, get rid of the Romans or the Greeks. Don't say, restore the house of David. You know what I mean? It's not explicit. Obviously, in the lack of explicitness was probably the PC arrangement. So whoever put it together wanted something innocuous, but everybody would understand what it means. Kiel go chazakot or whatever. Which never happened. Because the whole Bayashani period, the Jews never did get, it wasn't the, the, the Bayashlishi. You know, Jews never did get back what they wanted. For some reason or another, when they reorganized the Shimon Esrei, um, they left this in. But, now, it could be that the original Shimon Esrei had the and Hashiveno and stuff like that, and maybe more, as they said before, maybe with prayers, farmers shouldn't, uh, you know, have famine, uh, women shouldn't miscarry. There are indications, if you look in the sources, there was stuff like that. At the end, you'd have Gal Yisrael. It'd be a one-liner, 
you know, for the Geula. You wouldn't have to say Ritzay. So it probably replaced a whole bunch of different things. One, the base of Mishra was destroyed. So, you know, they got a lot more specific with our Shibu Shabtenu and al and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, Hashib is the word of the But they retained it in the spot they retained it because of these messianic associations. So maybe the Gemara is not so dochic after all. You want to remember as number seven. So in other words, it is out of order, but since they reorganized, revamped everything, so they left stuff in a certain out of order sense. This is a very Jewish thing. <laughs> what do I mean when I say Jewish thing? I don't mean that there's a Chinese fire drill. I mean that in old, long, classic cultures, things are left in certain places, even though from a strictly logical point of view, they would be reorganized. Right? Along more conventional lines. For example, uh, comes to mind, we have, you know, like Myrev. Uh, when Don Myrev really should be, uh, you know, never, never, and go right into Shemanesri. You, you know, miss Magulat feel. For whatever reason, they end up adding Hashkaveno. And so they stuck that in between, even though it violates Miss Magulat feel. Eventually, they even the other one, you know, Berachashem Lialama maybe Amen. They stuck it in there. So it's supposed to be Miss Magulat feel. But since they added Hashkaveno, they kept it in there. And since they added other things, they kept it in there. So all these things, uh, all these things are, are, um, Signs of classic cultures that they uh, that they you know you leave them in there because of the historical antiquity, which is why we have a funny time with it today, right? Now, I'll tell you the result, and Rashi sort of said it or hinted at it. The result is that you basically have, and this fits our um, Geula pattern, our, our current pattern, fits it very well. Organically, we all pray from a shirk site, but up before that, there's also an agenda. Like I say, you worry about the Arabs, you worry about the people who want to wipe out Israel, you worry about all these nuts in America and elsewhere. That's true, also. And so, first of all, you want a geula as Rashi is from the current Soros. So, it just push up shot to me that when you say rain over on the interview date, is you just look at the headlines. Because a lot of bad actors out there in America, I'm sorry to say, and in other countries, if you're listening, and, you know, you want God to make it in such a way that politics works in such a, that these forces are dormant. Uh, we would like them to be <clears throat> gotten rid of, but meanwhile, let them be dormant. Um, in addition to that, this is more of a modernistic feeling, I think it's true, and, you, and there's nothing wrong with putting your own Kavonis into the dominating. Nothing wrong with that. Um, in fact, it's good. Today, to me, and I've told this to people, can have to do with someone's personal issues. A lot of people have issues that they need to go in their personal life. I'll just give you one example. I'm just making this up. Even though I'm talking from life experience. Suppose somebody's got a problem with drugs. How are you going to get out of that? Suppose a person's got a problem with booze. How are you going to get, or other vices, right? You have to ask for divine help. I can't do this myself. I need help. There's nothing wrong with saying that. As a matter of fact, that is the firm way. You can't do anything on your own. 
right? And anybody's facing one of those uh, challenges, like I just said before, you know, the personal um, issues, you need, I need a gula. Now, it's a gula personally. It could be a fatso. It could be anybody. You know what I'm saying? There's a hundred things in there. There are a lot of things we need to do in life to get yourself out of a bad rut. And how are you going to do it? So you say, well, I do it on my own bootstraps. Some can do that. Most of us cannot. Most of us need divine aid. And so you have a problem with your spouse. You have a problem with the family. The problem with the kids. You have personal problems with, like I said before, this or that um, addiction. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Other issues. The advantage of what I just said is then it fits in like a, a, organically like a glove in that part of Shemonesri. If a person takes that meaning to it. Now, you don't have to do this three times a day, but I think one time a day is a good idea. So in the morning, you think about, like Rashi says, that Bryce up. But for Menchah Marv, or whatever you want, I'm just I'm just throwing a suggestion to make it more meaningful, right? You say, I need a gula for my kids. It could be Shadukim. That's a good one, right? A lot of people need a gula with the Shadukim. It's nothing to laugh at. Or a hundred other issues. If you think like that, then all of a sudden, look at our affliction. I mean, think about the singles. The Shadukim is no joke at all. It is a very painful business. It's onyenu, right? Berivorivenu. That already sounds like take up our, you could be berivorivenu with a boss, with an employer, with a politician, with that, you know. So what you're asking is, God, make events transpire in such a way that I get out of the rut that I'm in. So what's wrong with that? Maybe that's the ultimate way it evolved. And even though its original context, which is pretty clear to me, was a political context, as I argued before. But in today's day and age, the political context is covered by the other things in the Shemun Um Or maybe not. Maybe general anti-Semitism is not covered there. But like Rashi says in Megillah, you know, So we have three meanings. And one could be chakras, one could be miracle, and Marv, or, do, or do whatever you want. One is the national gula from the Gullahs. That's the uh, Gemara. One is current day anti Semitism, not connected with the actual events from the Gullahs, um, with, you know, with the Mashiach time. The third one is personal issues in your life, right? Personal challenges, as the politically correct word is. That Mamish fits. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to say, not sure it's very well. People struggling with personal issues, they're an oni. They're in an agony, right? Look at my agony, okay? Um, when you do it like that, then it's a, then it's a, it's a plea, okay? And re is a singular, so you're talking to God of singular. Uh, a plea like that is pretty powerful. Well, guess what? Powerful pleas is what Shemonesri is supposed to be, Okay? So, this funny paragraph turns out as, in my opinion, uh, more potential for Kavana than the others, which 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 is um, interesting. But it's at least very real. You understand? It's very real. Anyway, this is a few thoughts on subject. With that, I wish you all good Shabbos. Thank this to Francis again, and have a good week.
For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.